0: Okay, hello, welcome along. This is the Influence Podcast, and this is episode one hundred and eight. How exciting! Uh, and I am very excited today. We've got a special guest on that's joining us today. Anchor Herman is joining us on the Influence Podcast. I'm going to give a quick intro to Anchor, and then we're going to dive straight in because um, I'm I'm very excited about. Uh, di- well ultimately doing a bit of a deep dive into to her background, her expertise and I know that there are some real golden nuggets that she can share with, uh, with us today that will have a massive impact on helping us move our business and grow our business online. So Anka is an online tech and business mentor, she's author of Taming the Tech Monster, I love that name, Uh, She helps coaches set up their tech and systems required to create and deliver the online offers that allow them to really grow their business without working 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And anybody that's building their own business online or offline knows the importance of finding systems and finding technology and tools that mean that they do not have to work 24-7. Anka, great to have you with us. Welcome to the show.
1: Well, thanks so much for inviting me. I'm delighted to be here. Really looking
0: it's, forward to it. Oh, it's great to have you with us. Thank you. We've, we've, we, we've, uh, we've, we were having a bit of a giggle just before the uh, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the episode started. So we might just go into a fits of laughter straight away, but hopefully we'll keep it together. Um, let's start, uh, let's let's just go for it. Come on, let's let's go right in at the deep end. What is the tech monster? Right, I've heard this phrase kind of banded about. Well, what what is the tech monster, and how do you tame it?
1: Yeah, that's a great person yeah the tech monster taming the tech monster is the title of my book and that came about it's a covid book basically and the actual tech monster really was born two or three years earlier it was a LinkedIn in challenge to be honest it was um somebody invited me to one of these you know hashtag 10 tips in 10 days and what occurred to me was Ten tips in ten days to help coaches tame the tech monster. Right, <laughs> and I still have those videos that I did at the time because I noticed I'm I stumbled into what I do now almost by accident. Right, I was I was almost dragged into it. It didn't even like it wasn't even something I was looking into.
0: Yeah,
1: and because my background is in software development, so I was a programmer. You know and part of that a big part of that job was helping clients figure out what that new software should be and how it should work and so that idea of you know i learned there to get over that frustration it's like oh the client doesn't give me the content but i re- i really saw then that it was my job to guide them through that process and and then i decided to digital and move to spain and start a sewing business so, I am in 2004. I just basically threw it all and thought, uh, sort of, you know what? I'm tired of this. I'm tired of where this whole industry is going. And I just want to have my creative side and let's just move to Spain, make dance costumes for flamenco artists. How hard
0: could it be? Wow. <laughs> we'll come back to that in a moment if we can. Uh, let's let's definitely come back to that in a moment. Sorry, please 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 continue. Yeah.
1: So, and basically, I started my own business with that idea of like, oh, this is what I really like. If I could do anything, if I could do whatever I want, I would make beautiful dresses all day every day. You know, oh, let's start a business. How hard could it be? And it was literally, you know, call it naivety, call it stupidity. In a way, in a way, it was the the. The thing that I think made it possible because I had nothing on it I was like this was such a crazy idea that there was no fear of failure it was just like well you know what this pulls me really pulls me and I just want to try it out you know and if it doesn't work that's fine and so that was like a for I don't know over 10 years that that was what I did and I burnt myself out in the process and in that whole process of what on earth have, what a hamster wheel have I created here? And I think that's why I'm now so eager to basically have this, like, don't build yourself a hamster wheel because I've been there. No, that's not, that's not a fun place to be. And it's definitely not the intention of having, having your own business. But in that whole process of burning out thinking, what on earth have I done here? That's when that whole thought came out and said, you know what? I'm passionate about living, like you know, creating your life like you want it, and not just kind of potting pot along on some predefined path. And if I can just help, because I really saw, by my, like from my own experience, like we're not prepared for this. Like nobody, no, not school, not not work, not family, nobody prepared me to have any idea of what it was in store so I really ran into the open knife there in places where I thought hmm, you know with a little bit of preparation a lot of that could be could have been avoided so I wanted to go and support other people who want to live something that they're passionate about turn it into business that's what I wanted to do so I did coach training and that's what I set out to do and then all, all the time people would go oh you know I I don't know how to update my website. Somebody did it and they're no longer there. And I, can you help with that? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, but that's not your problem. Go away. <laughs> and somebody would say, oh, how can I set up? They tell me I'm supposed to have a lead magnet. How do I set this up? I mean, but that's easy. Go away. I'm busy. <laughs> so I really took a long time to notice wait 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 you know you have a whole area of expertise you know skill and experience that can really really help people with something that trips them up a lot and i see it with with because coaches in essence are usually in the same place that i was when i started that sewing business they just want to do their thing all day every day and they haven't got a clue that no 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 you're actually going to turn into a business owner you know, and there's other things that you need to know some stuff about, and text one of them that usually really hits them out of the blue. Yeah. You know, and there's reasons for that.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's. I. So, so, I mean, thank you for that. There's so many things in there that you've shared, which um, I'd like to kind of pick up on and come back to. Um, it, it's. Do you? Do you? So it sounded like there was a time when as you say, people were coming to you and they had problems or questions or queries, but it's almost like because you were in a certain headspace, you didn't see, though, the, well, you didn't see what they were, or maybe you did see them, but you didn't see the opportunity there about how you could actually help people. Do you think that's something that a lot of people fall into? Or um, is, that, is, is that something that a lot of people fall into, do you think, when, when maybe opportunities present themselves, but maybe they don't see them? Or what, what was your interpretation of that kind of time?
1: I think it. Ha- I think it probably happens to everyone, and I think it's. It's. So when I look back at that whole process of you know the idea I started out with and then how this has evolved, it really. I keep coming back to to that whole image of the spiral, right? Yeah. and, um, and it always reminds me of this lovely lady I met she's a rocket scientist like a real rocket scientist who got mm-hmm. bored with it you know anybody's a rocket scientist so she started to do her own thing and she wrote a book called Spiral, the process of innovation and it's exactly the same process that you see when software is developed right so but I think when it comes to building a business people chase that illusion of certainty there's oh you know a six-step proven success formula a nice straight path like seeking that certainty because like all of a sudden everything's uncertain and in the air. So anybody who sells them this thing to say, hey, you know, just follow those steps and you'll be fine. I think they always buy it. They always go for it. But I think they always fall on their face because at the end of the day, it is a process of evolution. Like you have to give yourself time. Because the first time that whole tech thing came out, I saw really immediately that people wanted this, Right. And I had, I sold these, I called them, I can't remember what they're called, like tech monster sessions or something. Like I sold these half day sessions and they sold like hotcakes, right? And I could see, hey, hey, people want this. yeah But the problem I felt, and it was people would always say, so what are you then? Are you a web designer? I'm like, yeah, I can build your website, but that's not like the thing, right? That's like tiny bit of what I can do and what I want to do. And then people would go, so, so what are you a virtual assistant then? Oh, no. And my shackles went up and it took me a while to realize why. And so there was this sense of, okay, I know this, but I need to also position it in a way that it works for me, right? Because I'm not, if you want somebody who's, who you can, like, you tell them, you know, because that's the problem. That's, that was the thing that I saw. Why this whole idea, are oh, you a virtual assistant, would rub me up so the wrong way so badly? Because normally people understand the virtual assistant as somebody, like, you tell them what to do,
0: Yeah, right? yeah, yeah and, yeah.
1: and I hate it when, <laughs> I, you know, I don't like being told what to do. But on top of it, it's what I've seen in software development and anything any client has ever asked me, my first job is always... Translating what you're asking for and digging what is it that you actually really want, what is it that because usually you come people ask for the stuff what they see how this should work, but then, if this isn't your area of expertise what you come out with usually is either totally off or not the best way so. I will always take apart what you come to me (laughs) and what right and so if you look at me as the virtual assistant you're not going to take me seriously you're not going to listen to what I'm saying and if I get to implement what you've decided you miss out on about 95 percent of what I can give you so ain't gonna work but it took me a while to see that Right, like, all I knew was like I don't like to be shoved in this corner you know and when somebody put something on Facebook saying hey I just got on a call with my lovely tech girl that was the moment that I Pulled everything. I I want. I don't want to be anybody's (laughs) lovely tech girl. No way. And so I pulled it. And you know. And then it took a while. It really took actually COVID to hit to really step into it because then all of a sudden this opportunity to write the book came came about. And I was like, okay, so what should the book be about? Yeah, yeah, tech monster. And it was like really the right time for it because all of a sudden all these people especially all these coaches who would go oh no i work in person it's so much more personal you know because it's such a convenient way to hide from like i don't have to deal with this online stuff because it's scary and so now they got shoved into this at a pace that they didn't choose you know and now they were like so that book really hit the spot there and um and i've not had anybody asked me whether I want, whether I'm the virtual assistant since I've come out. So, (laughs) you know, so it's basically, it's, but it's taken a while also for me to see that, well, actually 80% of the work I do isn't actually technical. It's helping people figure out what we build before we build it. And so it's, it's just taken a while to, to come full circle. And, and I think that's the hard part, you know, that you can't skip that bit where you can be really precise in what it is you offer for home just that one thing that one problem and still have a situation where you can bring everything to the table because that's the thing that's why the sewing didn't really work long term for me because there was this like hey there's this whole area of things that I'm interested in and passionate about that don't get to play here you know, and and so in corporate software development, it was this whole creative side that didn't get to play. So, and I think it really, there's always something missing if you have to leave a big part of you, sort of on the sidelines. So, at least to me, you know, yeah. everybody has to find what works for them. That's really the thing.
0: Absolutely, um, and it sounds like you. Well, I say it sounds like you did. You take that action to get there. Um, I, I still i just want to have a follow-up question before we go go back to your move to spain and the the, the flamenco and such um but uh, when you're speaking to, when you're speaking to people what do you feel is the major like obstacle that they've got is it with their website is it with the, the the email marketing is it with their lead magnets or is it actually that as you i think as you touched on before is it that they kind of just because I and, and, and maybe again, I'm putting a little bit of my own kind of slant on this, but I we, we work with clients and generally, you know, we're not the first to the market, right? So they've they've done another program, not necessarily with Instagram, but they might have done a program, with online marketing or coaching program and such. And it, I think there's. I find that when we when we speak to people, there seems to be this misconception that they need all of this amazing technology, and they've got to have this, they've got to have this, they've got to have this thing there. And oh well, I don't have my, you know, my fancy page that does this. And the the kind of the route that we we teach clients, particularly if they're coaches, consultants, and such, and, and that you know they offer similar services, we're just looking at the simplest way for them to have a conversation with people, at, you know, phone or Zoom. And how do we get you quickly into a conversation with people? So, so the big misnomer, if you like, is that people say oh, you need all these technologies when well, really for them to get a result in a short space of time, they actually don't. What, what do you feel is maybe the biggest misconception, kind of rewording my question, but thinking out loud, what do you think is the biggest misconception that people have about launching or moving and transitioning their, their business online that maybe you, you come up against more and more frequently?
1: Yeah, I mean, exactly what you just said all the time. I think people will, especially when they're starting out, horribly overestimate what tech can do for them to get a client, like on that marketing, on that, you know, selling side. And they often look at tech as um, they're sort of hoping it'll do the selling for them. Right. So, oh, if I just have a funnel and, you know, yeah. when a coach comes to me with the funnel, I'm like, you're hiding, you're scared of selling. That's what you, you don't want to funnel. You need, <laughs> you need to get comfortable and with being uncomfortable, because that's the thing. You're not going to get that clarity of what it is you offer to whom and how you like that whole. You don't get that without speaking to people, without knowing what you're doing, like, you know, you need to be. And people Absolutely. will overestimate what the tech can do for them on that front. Yeah. But then at the same time, they underestimate what it can do for them on the delivery side of a program and stuff like that. Because all that lead magnet, I get that a lot. Like, oh, you know, how, well, where does that email thing go? You know, and there's a pop-up form now where does it go? Right? So that whole sort of what I call the plumbing, the thing and you see it even especially with web designers who often like and make it very pretty but they're not the ones who make stuff work so mm-hmm. it all looks pretty but nothing works it's all just facade and they really don't see the potential on on that end you know where you think well initially well if you have two clients you're not going to need anything really right but it's that part of of where you can set up things with one tool or two, like you don't need a whole bunch, and create an experience for your clients that allows them to get what they need when they need it, feel really taken care of without you having to be there and hustling all the time. You know, so it can do a lot for you there. But I always think especially for coaches, like yeah, you know, Steve Chandler was always says like show me your calendar and I show you I tell you how your coaching business is going. It's a conversation business, Mm. you know, I think to really, but I think the problem is that people just don't know how this whole thing works. And so they're really vulnerable to all the marketing messages that come at them from all different angles. And there's a few that I think are outright, well, misleading and, often quite dangerous because they really mess with people's expectations this whole like you know follow my proven success success formula and make six figures in six weeks you know that's like learn Spanish in 30 days yeah good luck with that you know that's not how it works in the real world you can kind of get to a point where you can order a beer and find the way back to the hotel, you know? But, <laughs> the
0: important stuff, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly, right? But <laughs> until you understand the joke, of you get the joke of a comedian on a stage, you know, you're just going to have to put in some time, right? So you cannot yeah. expect to be a professional in that, in any area, with just following some 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 proven yeah. steps. And the other part that I see is really getting to people that I think software platform vendors often well they take this sell the sizzle sell the sizzle not the sausage they take that a little too seriously for my taste right because they basically sell especially all-in-one platforms are classic like oh you know you always get it oh I think I want you know Kajabi Kartra whatever they call called click funnels any of those oh I just need that because it'll do the tech for me Mm. No, it won't, right? No, it definitely won't. And and people have this, they don't really, the the vendors will always say, hey, you just, you know, you just get our system and then you have this thriving coaching
0: practice. Drag and drop and, you know, exactly.
1: And so, you know, and it's really a classic with, oh, build your website. Three clicks, no coding experience required, right? Build your app no coding experience required, you know? And that's the problem is it's not strictly a lie because these days no platform requires coding if you don't want to, right? And the bit they don't mention is, you know what? You know, yeah, yeah, I've built an app for the phone and I looked at this and I'm like, yeah, a little sneaky. True, you don't need to code, but in order to take this thing and the cute little buttons and fields you can drag around, you still need to understand how an application works, how a user interacts with the user interface, what happens when you click on a button, so you still need to know how to build an app. Mm -hmm. Right, you still need to understand all of that in order for that tool to be useful, but they don't tell you that bit right so people sign up for these simple platforms. And the next thing they go, oh, what's an API key? And then, oh my God, this was supposed to be the simple thing. I must be really stupid, right? And then they go down that rabbit hole that they question their own capacity to learn because their expectation has been messed with. This is supposed to be simple and this is supposed to be easy, right? And they don't get, well, hey, there is a whole area of, of detail and questions that you have to think through that you don't even know about, let alone knowing what the implications are. You know, do you want drip content? What is that? (laughs) And what does it mean, right? You know, I don't know whether I want it because I don't know the implication of it, right? And so there's this whole area of questions and things to deal with that aren't technical at all, strictly speaking, but Mm. nobody tells them that it even exists, right? So they jump into the tool usually too quickly, and then they get just overwhelmed, and some will then just go all oh, stuff it. Others will buy the the tools that promise that do it all, you know, yeah, and everybody gets themselves platform. into a
0: mess. Yeah, you, you've just triggered something there in, in me that made me think. Uh, I was when I was reading your website, um, preparing for the for the call. You said, uh, and I'd like to just follow up with what we've just been talking about there. You you, you mentioned on your website in the about me section, the, you talked about the importance of asking better quality questions. Um, it's it's hard to impart that uh, on with people that perhaps are coming into this new uh, I mean look, just, just to give a bit of context for right? I when I uh, started online business I very much went down the route of it was a kind of a, it was biz op uh, it was you know highly profitable online business passive income all this kind of stuff and I'm thinking, I am thinking, I want passive income I want you know all this kind of stuff and I was, I was literally thinking this morning, um, uh, it it was actually this morning. I was thinking this one, I was thinking, like, we, we still speak to people, um, or, you know, have conversations with people from various different places and various different avenues that they they come in, but who are still absolutely convinced that they want passive income, but don't necessarily, because they've heard the term or the phrase, but don't really have a clear idea about what needs to happen to get to that stage. um, and but in my, and I don't that's never a criticism because that's exactly how I started because that was exactly how I thought it would be and you talked before it's literally it's it's, it's um, ticking off all the boxes in my mind because you talked about wanted to do something but then you realize you're a business owner and I never wanted to be a business owner right? I didn't I didn't want that at all um, it's there's a lot of adapting that goes with it uh, and a lot a lot of learning but how do you I, what type of questions, this, this is maybe quite a hard question, But but I'd love to know, you talked about the importance of asking better quality questions. So firstly, why was that so important for you? And then secondly, what type of questions would you encourage people to ask themselves when they are getting started or perhaps when they start working with you for the first time?
1: Yeah, I think that's the asking better questions is it's it's coming up in all different in all different areas, right? <laughs> because I think when where you would have read it, it would have been in that whole context of, hey, is saying no to demanding sewing clients even a thing? <laughs> it didn't even occur to me. And I think to question everything, because I think the worst thing you can do is think you know. Right, because then you no longer receive anything right, but especially in the on the tech front it's it's actually quite funny because you see it all the time, and we all do it hey we all do it. It's just being conscious of it really helps when I see it a lot that people. Ask question that's why I always say like my first job is usually to take the question actually translate it. like what is it, because what we tend to ask for is what we think we need you know, and there's some real class, like there's some real funny ones that classic case, how can I compress a video? I don't, have been asked this like more than once and and I'm like, why the heck would you want to compress a video? Oh, because I need to email it. Okay, why on earth would you want to email a video? Well, I did this workshop and now I need to send out the recordings. Ah, Right. So if you, so see how we actually kind of, why the heck? When, two, three times? Yeah, Yeah. And then you get to the question. Right. And if you type the first questions into Google and see what you get. You know, and I've done it. I actually, because I I, I've used this story in the book. So I did actually type in what happens, you know, next thing, you know, you're in video compression formats and codecs and, holy, you know, like you're in this whole rabbit (laughs) hole, you know, when all you want is to distribute a Zoom call recording, right? It's the last thing you want to know about. But if you say, hey, how can I like really almost talk to Google as if it's a person, you know, hey, how can I send out the call recordings? There's somebody who goes, well, just upload it to YouTube, send the link, oops, right? So it's because the thing is, when you don't catch yourself that you are actually looking for an answer or or looking for a solution that you've come up with in an area you know nothing about, when you don't catch yourself, you spend an awful lot of time barking up the wrong tree.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and I see it all the time. And you don't know... You know, and that that step of like, okay, so why do I actually want this? Ah, because this, and why do I want that? And like, literally do it two, three times. And then whatever you come out with, that thing you really want, ask that. You know, and 100% of the time you get a better answer, because one. that's one of the big issues that most people face, is that I don't know, like, apart from I don't even know what to ask, you know, like, that's one thing. But then it's also, I'm scared to ask. Because there's usually more confusion from the answer, you know, because what they get back then makes no sense. And then you feel even more stupid, right? So, but that's all, often a result of asking the wrong thing. You know, yeah. you're off the wrong, in the wrong way, like way before you ever, you know, type, got that, got those results back. And there's a million examples and some are really quite funny, right? And, and it's, um, but it isn't funny for the person. know who spends because i get that all the time people will come and say oh i spent i spent eight hours trying (laughs) you know trying to to do this thing and you look at it and go well why don't you do this over here you know so and what can it can be fixed in two two seconds but if you just run too far in that in that direction you just waste and the frustration that comes with that it's not just the time you know the frustration the self-doubt the you know what should really when you think for god's sake all i want is to have a workshop people can sign up for Mm. you know but then when you go and run off in the wrong direction and you're looking for buttons how to put a button on a facebook page you know you're not gonna be busy all weekend and not find a solution
0: yeah absolutely What, what um i mean that that i I guess emphasizes along with many other things but it emphasizes in that one example that you gave there you know somebody spending eight hours looking for a solution where actually the solution is not it's not the real solution to the real problem how important is and this is the thing i find this hilarious because coaches will always talk about the importance of getting coached and and getting guidance right and then Anybody who's purchasing or or buying or working with coaches will always say coaches always talk about why it's so important to get coached. Uh, Is it always sales and such? But I mean, I'm going to ask the question anyway. How much value really can people get from being coached and being guided through a process or to through a system or, or whatever you might like to call it or being able to access support where they can be. Uh, trained if you like guided um, supported to increase their knowledge but also to to ask the right questions to find those shortcuts how important do you really think that is for people when you're you know if uh, when, you, when you're when you speaking to potential clients and, and how much do you emphasize that well too? I
1: guess quite often it's really the difference between well will you get this thing off the ground or you won't right because how many times are you going to run your head against the wall before you give up you know before you yeah, <laughs> yeah. and you know so it's 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 that what I've seen is what you learn there, like what what you learn in the context of figuring out the tech quite often actually shows up in other areas of life. Right. So I've had people who all of a sudden like classic example, this client comes to me, she goes, you know, what? I don't really think I need my business anymore. Right? And I'm like, ooh, where's that going? <laughs> and all of a sudden she says, you know what? I've seen that I actually thought I needed that to prove to myself, to other people that I'm good at something, that I can actually do something. Yeah. And I've just seen that I don't need that anymore. You know, powerful stuff. And people who will all of a sudden like, hey, you know what? I programmed the the, the remote for the TV all by myself. You know, she's over 70. She said, I wouldn't have even tried. It's that what you think you're capable of doing, you know, when all of a sudden you think, oh, I never thought I could do this. Well, what about this? And what about that? And all of a sudden, they no longer question their capacity to learn or they, you know, that they're able to figure this out and yeah and that all of a sudden shows up in other areas of life so it's usually a lot bigger than you know just a tech thing but it's the difference between you you hustling like crazy or a client saying to me hey she sends me she said "I'm, i'm in tears like and it was during the launch call of a membership she'd launched and she sends me a photo she says look i'm sitting out here at the back garden with my husband having a glass of wine and we're watching the launch party go in there because it's taken care of this is what my life was supposed to be like right so that's the difference you know between just running like a you know on that crazy hamster wheel or throwing your hands up in despair and actually building the business that you wanted like that's really the difference
0: absolutely yeah no i fully agree who let's you touched on a couple of examples of clients then so for people that listening now who are the ideal people that 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 you work with and and what I what does it kind of look like what does that process look like what does that journey look like if if uh, as you work with clients where do you take them from where do you take them to and who are the, the kind of ideal people that you work with yeah
1: it's it's mostly coaches I mean you know in my marketing, I really speak to coaches, but I work with, you know, editors and, you know, basically service-based people who, who want to offer their services online, right? So that's really, they want to grow their business because they've either, they're either starting out and want to have that location independence mm-hmm. or they, they have a really established business. And sometimes they're like in corporate training and, you know, on that and they're really doing well, but they say, well, I'm up to here. Right. And I cannot bring in more clients because, well, I know how to bring in clients. Like I could get another client like this, but I'm scared because, like, a, I, I'm already up to here with time and energy. So just the thought of more work, I cannot grow this business in any other, in any other way other than changing the way I work. And the first step is always wait, wait, like <laughs> my middle names, wait, 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 wait. You know, it's like, wait, don't, don't come back here. And the first step is always, okay, what is it that you're trying to create? What do you want? Right. And then literally slowing it down. I would say slow down to speed up because people, when it's hard, you're skipping steps always. Right. When you're sort of like, oh, I don't know. This is overwhelming. Yeah. It's because you're trying to take five steps, you know, a whole flight of stairs at once. And when you just signed up for the gym membership last week. So it's like, wait, and anything that they come out with is oh i want this why what's what is it that you really want to do and what have you got and we just really slow down and look at the overall picture to then not rush off and you know do something that oh jesus if we'd known that you also on a community we would have right so it's like taking it slower in the beginning and say if somebody has an established business it's hey what do you love doing And even when they're starting out in terms of marketing what do you love doing what is not a pain in the butt for you to do on a regular basis and then anything else can be taken we can find the system that helps you do less of that and more of what you do want right and so it's literally a lot of and most of the time it comes like okay there's always copywriting like how do you say that how do we best say what you really want to say it's almost like somebody was saying, so you 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 actually like as if you think with me for my business, right? So it's, I won't just you know I won't just say hey send me your content and I just put the, the funnel together or something. I will never do that. It's always yeah. wait what is it that you're really trying to? How do we best do that? What about this? Have you thought about this other thing you never even knew existed, right? So it's literally open it up first to basically build something that is. You know how Einstein says as simple as possible but not simpler and expandable in that modular way. So you keep it as simple as possible and but also build in a way that you think, well, you can actually have this as your base to grow.
0: Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Thank you so much for that. And we'll 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 come um, full circle in a moment and just have a chat, um, have a talk through where people can connect with you um, shortly. But I'd love to do this in most other conversations I love to do the same with you Anka just go to our quick fire round um quick fire questions but they do not have to be quick fire answers they can be um but uh, they don't have to be um do you have a a particular um daily habit morning routine practice uh, it might be in the morning might be in the evening might be in the middle of the day uh, that you that you just couldn't live without
1: walking it's. It can be at any time of the day, but I really learned that it's what clears my mind, and especially when I think I don't have time, when I have the sense of urgency, walking, it's almost like the dust settles, and I can see clearer. And I get my best ideas when I'm walking, so there's always have to be there has to be time for walk. Is
0: that a, is there a particular time that you you mentioned? There's no real time, but w- would you? Maybe do that at a busy time of the day or what feels like a a, a stressful time of the day, if there is such a thing?
1: Not really. No, I mean, I wouldn't. No, 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 no. (laughs) It's like, you know, if you've ever asked the creative, like a maker, to cut, like I'm a Pomodoro technique, I will throw that damn tomato wherever. (laughs) This will never work for me because it's that, like, don't interrupt the creative when you're in flow. Yeah. You know, it's usually when I'm hitting a wall, you know, when, like, oh, I don't know, like, hmm, not quite sure yet. Like, I don't know. It doesn't flow out. I don't know how. Stuff it. Walk away. You know, that's when I'll go for a walk or or sort of to wind down in the evening, you know, so it's definitely not in the middle of or cutting anything short, that's
0: for sure. Yeah. I I love that because I – and the reason I I, I like that so much is we – in personally when i'm coaching one of the big things i recommend is pomodoro um but that so that's that's just brilliant uh, that's because for, for me it would I, I don't consider myself particularly creative um not really at all but i i i like systems and processes that for me that's my safety net right and if i know where i stand and so for me 25 minutes in five minutes off, 20, i could you know i could literally do that all day um but it's 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 valuable feedback for me as well because I know if I'm speaking to people and they just, you know, they, they just need to keep plugging away a little bit or they need to go away for a little bit longer and such. It's, it, ultimately, it's about what works for different people, isn't it? And and exactly. you only find that out by getting in find there and it doing out. it. Yeah, exactly. You only find that by getting in there and doing it. Um, we didn't come back to it, so let's do it now. Well, what decisions? What was going through your your kind of mind at the time that, that took you from corporate and leaving uh, Germany? I think that's right, uh, and going to moving to Spain. What? How did oh, that? There were a few. So <laughs> there were a
1: few other stops in between. Like, oh right, okay, okay.
0: you didn't go <laughs> straight there. Oh, let, let's no, do no, that, no. and then we'll come back that's to these a, quick facts because I want to ask about yeah. that. How did <laughs> no, you make that decision? Because that's a big yeah. decision, right?
1: I think it all, I mean, I guess I have to, the, the one thing when I, I mean, I, I've thought about this because, you know, when you sort of seemingly change careers, change countries, like other people change the other you sort of think something's wrong with me. Like, why can't I ever? Until I saw that, well, you know what? I'm actually only ever doing the same thing. It just takes different shapes. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and I think the root of all of that, I always see in having grown up in East Germany, right? You know, tiny little country with a wall around it. So where I really always had that sense, you know, you feel like one of those little canary birds that, or like a big bird that's stuck in a tiny cage where you can't actually spread your wings, but the bars are open enough, wide enough, so you see what's out there, you see what you're missing, you know, that sense. And I've always had that. So when I managed to get out of East Germany, it was like, you know, life's short, (laughs) you know, if I want to do something. I'd rather do it and fail than looking back, wondering what it would have been like. Mm. So in yeah. case of doubt, try it out is one of my mantras. So, and you know, I went, I moved to Australia with that. And then I moved to the UK with that. And, and so from, from the UK, I went, I had a bucket list trip just to, um, to Peru in 2000 or something like that. And I thought, you know what? I'll have a better time if I knew just a little bit of Spanish. And so I found myself this course and it was absolutely brilliant. So I went to Peru, got kind of stirred on by the progress of being able to make myself understood there mm. and came back, kept studying. And then you finish the course and like, hmm, what are we gonna do with this newly found Spanish skill now? Oh, obviously from the, from the UK, you pop over to Spain. And so on one of those trips, I came to Granada and I was like, oh, my God, there's something here. Like there's there's something in the air where I thought, you know what, I'd love to live here. And there was this moment where I thought, you know what? I've been to lots of places. Like, you know, when you're an IT contractor in London, you travel a lot, you know, you've got yeah. a lot of time. Yeah. And so I've, I've been to lots of places. And there was quite often that sense like, oh, I'd quite like to come back here one day, but never that, you know what? I could see myself living here. And so I just thought, you know what? What's the Let's worst thing it. that can happen, right? Yeah. What's the worst? The worst thing that can happen is, I might not like living in Spain because, you know, mañana is cool when you're on holidays, when you try and get something done, they can kind of really wind you up. <laughs> you might, might find that I don't like it. When I thought what I would want to do for a living, oh, let my creative side out. That was a good chance that, that wouldn't come off the ground. But then I, 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 I thought I'd rather have that and then I have it out of my system rather than looking back 20 years later, oh, I wonder what life in Spain would have been like, right? So it was just, and I think the East German thing has something to do there because when I got out of East Germany and that was before the wall came down, that was a one-way ticket, Yeah. right? So there was like, okay, here's your train ticket, you're out, but when you're out, you won't come back, right? And so moving to Spain, what's at stake? Nothing you know, other than my ego, maybe, <laughs> you know, when I have to crawl back at work and say, hey, this didn't work <laughs> it out. It didn't work, you know? yeah, possibly. But, but, I mean, that was it. You know, it wasn't, It. I knew it wasn't a one-way ticket, so I, I really felt there was nothing at stake. And I thought, well, you know, it might actually work out, who knows, right? But you won't try, you know, what you said before, like, you won't know until you actually do it.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I love that. That's, it... Just, just those little things. So, so many people that I speak to on the on the, the show, and not just not just on on here, but aside from separate from that as well. And it tends to be one decision that they make, which probably goes against the grain of what they've been doing previously in their lives. And from that decision, then suddenly they've got the confidence to make the next decision, the next decision, the next decision, and that's really what snowballs to taking them into a different direction. Um, so I, I, there will definitely be people here that, that resonate with that and either have made that decision in the past and taken that action or probably on the cusp of doing it and considering doing it, you know, in the near future. So I think that's really exciting. Thank you for for sharing yeah. that. Um, so I, let, I'm just going to kind of re-jump back into the quickfire uh, round, if I may. Who? For you, it could be close or distant. So it might be somebody that you've, you're very close with, somebody that you've, you've known previously, or it could be distant in the fact that you've never met them before, um, but you've read their books or consumed information from them. Who has been the most influential person, do you think, on your journey, progress, success to date?
1: My, my coach jumps to mind. I just did her a testimony video this morning. Like, she really has... I mean, it was, it's the first time that I've actually had that one-on-one support, like really somebody in my corner, you know, she's gonna, she's kicking my butt when I need it, you know, she's there to, to nurture when I need that, you know, and I've never had that before. So I appreciate that to no end. And yeah, it's definitely made it. An, an incred- like you know I would always look you know when you were saying like coaches always ramble on about how important it is to get coached you know and, yeah. in theory I, I always kind of like yeah that makes sense but I didn't really get it until I started working with her yeah. and actually experienced to be on the receiving end of that support over a longer period of time you know mm. not just like some a short program or in a group or like no no like somebody who knows exactly what i'm up to and you know and it's it's accelerated the way things have developed in a way that would have just bluntly yeah. been impossible
0: absolutely are you, are you, do you mind sharing their name Would they mind It's jackie ford jackie ford unashamedly
1: okay. human it's a podcast her website
0: great unashamedly human thank you for that jackie ford um i'm sure there'll be a few people heading over there as well Absolutely. Um,
1: highly recommend
0: it <laughs> Love it. Thank you. Is there a particular, aside from Tame and the Tech Monster, which I'm sure would be the first first port of call, but are there any other books that you regularly recommend to people, uh, either that could be business-related, work-related, it could be just totally something, you know, fiction that you just really enjoy or a book that you keep coming back to? uh, Is there a particular book or or one or two that come to mind?
1: Yes, there's um, The Relationship Handbook by Dr. George Pransky. It's like you kind of, right it sounds evening. as if it's like, you know, couple relationship and it's that, but it's much wider than that. Okay. It's total game changer.
0: Great. Let me take a look at that. I'm going to pop that in the show notes. The Relationship Handbook. And that was by Dr. George Pransky. George, George Pransky. All right. Thank you. Um, I will share that in the, uh, in the, in the show notes. What What's kind of the general message or takeaway from that, that people would get?
1: Well, you're going to look at how you relate to other people in an entirely new way, okay. which lets you off the hook and them off the hook. So everything gets easier. Uh,
0: I like that. I like that. Um, thank you so much. The relationship handbook. Right. I'm going to share that. Um, I love that that is in the, in the, in the show notes and that's going to be something that I'm going to take a, probably a listen to on audible if it's available this week. Um, if there was if there was one specific message quote saying phrase idea that you could get out to people and share with people, what would that be?
1: If you know Marie Folio's book, Everything is outable.":
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And that applies to tech too and building a business it applies always. And Everything don't forget is that, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, question, you know, question your expectations before you question your capabilities.
0: I, I like that because I think you've hit the nail on the head with that as well. Question your question. Say that one more time.
1: Question your expectations before you question your capabilities.
0: Yeah, that's great because exactly as you've talked about the whole time, right? It's, uh, something I well, I think the subtext of the whole conversation has been, that there's actually nothing, be it from a business point of view or from a tech point of view, there's actually nothing wrong with us or what we're doing, right? We might ask the wrong questions. We might be sometimes going down the wrong path and we do need that guidance back. But ultimately, we we, we fall into the trap of judging ourselves based on what we think it should be right and we should be experiencing and the results we should be getting because we've been promised them or told them elsewhere. Whereas the reality is, we're actually doing a pretty good job maybe we just need a bit of reassurance on that. We need a different perspective on that, or we need a little bit more guidance to support us along the way. Um, would that be fair to say?
1: That's spot on, yeah.
0: Yeah, I like that. I think that's that, uh, uh, that's a great phrase. Thank you for that. Um, we should have finished with that because that was good. But uh, <laughs> I've, I've got to finish with the last one because I always ask this on the show and I'd love to get your your thoughts on this as well. The title of the, of the podcast is called Influence. Uh, anchor I'd love to know what does the word influence mean to you?
1: inspire other people to do what they really want to do in their life and believe it's possible and i think i mean i don't know there's always this sense like influencer you have to have these like loads and millions of whatever and i'm always thinking you know what if there's one person who says hey i've been able to do something because something that i've heard or something that i've learned you know then i think the job's done
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for that. That's, that is perfect. And I fully agree, no matter how big or small the audience might be, or we feel that the audience might be, there's still an opportunity to impact people for for good. Right. Um, I love it. Anka, thank you so much. I genuinely appreciate you taking the time to, to come on and, and, and chat with me. There will no doubt be people that want to connect with you. Uh, probably people that want to get hold of the book as well um is there one let, let's say one maybe maximum two places just so we don't confuse everybody where are the one or two best places for people to connect with you and, and learn more
1: well my main website it's ankeherman.com that's a-n-k-e-h-e-r-r-m-a-n-n.com you can tell us have spelled this and uh the other place is tamingthetechmonster.com
0: perfect i will add both of those to the show notes um, so that people can, firstly, uh, co- connect with you, uh, anchorherman.com a n k e I'm going to say it as well now a n k e h e double r m a and uh, the the other website taming the uh, and that is all the good things uh, helping people through with the tech. tech- technical and technological side of their business um thanks so much is there anything you'd like to say just before we, we 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 wrap up final few words before we finish today
1: well other than thank you so much for having me it's um it's yeah i mean you know life's short just go for
0: it you know i love it i love it just do it yeah just go for it perfect Thank you so much, Anka. Greatly appreciate uh, your you coming on. I really appreciate your time uh, as well. And uh, I know that there'll be a few people connecting, following on from this show. So for everybody that's been listening, uh, so I do much. hope that, that, yeah, it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you. For everyone listening, I do hope this has been valuable. Um, do connect with anka Go and check out those links. We'll pop them in the show notes. And we look forward to seeing you in the next episode. All the best. Look after yourselves. Speak soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, friends. Jake here again. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find links to anything that we've discussed, books, trainings, other podcasts, uh, anything currently that we're enjoying, you will find those in the show notes. Or you'll find it somewhere in and around all the information that you usually find in a podcast. And a reminder that if you'd like to know more about what I do, if you want more of tools, resources, any recommendations, readings, uh, free training, products and such, then you can find all of that on the website jakeadamdavey.com. Equally, if you want to come over and say hello, Instagram is always the best place and the account is at jakeadamdavey.